0: In Titus 2, older women are commanded to teach what is good so they can help younger women love their husbands and children. On today's show, you'll hear from older women who will share timeless, relevant biblical wisdom and personal, profound life experiences to help answer your questions and teach what God says is good so you can be the wife and mother you were created to be. Welcome to another episode of Older Women Likewise.
1: Good evening. We're so glad to be with you this evening. And uh, just for transparency, we're pre-recording to air this on New Year's Eve. Uh, And uh, or new I guess a day before New Year's Eve anyway something like that close to that so uh, (laughs) we are glad to be together one more time Cindy and Allison and um, actually we're talking about looking back to move forward Uh, and uh, we'll be talking some about particularly on New Year's Eve Um, Cindy do you have New Year's Eve traditions or the things that uh, you and or your family do.
2: Not really, Isla. To be honest, um, I thrive on novelty. So I kind of want every holiday to look totally different every single year. And to be honest, we have no idea where we're pre-recording this even before Thanksgiving. So we have no idea where we're going to be for Thanksgiving, Christmas or New Year's. So we're
1: flying blind. OK, Allison, how about you? You seem like well, a tradition kind of girl.
0: Yes. Well, I remember um, my grandma, who has passed now, um, she would do the whole New Year's Day dinner. And I, I didn't realize that it was a thing that each represent. I never knew it until later in life, but she would do the pork roast. And one of the things, and I didn't know this for prosperity, is you would um, sterilize money and put it in the Black Eyed Peas. Okay. Oh. which After a pandemic sounds horrible, but we were super excited about it when we were kids. Okay. She would sterilize it and put it in there. But of course I had two sisters and when the meal starts, what's the first thing you go for? The black with the money in it. So we're like (laughs) mixing it out and like wearing black white peas. And so then we had the, you can have two scoops rule. And so, you know, we're all competitive and to see who can, I got 75 cents. So anyway, fun. how fun it was. It was very fun. But um, other than that, New Year's Eve is pretty much different every single time. But New Year's Day, I love that. And I, I now that I've remembered that story, I don't know if I'm going to do that, but I'm going to try and figure out something similar.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. We, um. I One year, because we don't do much on New Year's Eve, we don't stay up till midnight anymore. I have done it before, but not to not anymore. But a few years ago, we had um, a New Year's Eve party, a potluck for people at church. And I said, we're going to have a French New Year's Eve. And they said, French, what are we going to do? And I said, four o'clock. It's New Year's. midnight <laughs> Four o'clock in France. Oh, so I said you can bring French fries, French toast. It doesn't matter. We're going have a potluck, and at four o'clock, hey, New Year's Eve. So we tr- we're the same way, Cindy. We're not real traditionalists. Yeah, um, but um, there are some things I think that I have always done on New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. New Year's Day, is to look back, look back at the year before that I've just passed, that's just come and all the things that have happened. uh, And I try to use that information of looking back to help me to move forward. Uh, Do you make resolutions? Do either you make resolutions or goals for the year?
2: Well, I mean, New New Year's Day for me is my favorite holiday of all. And it's not so much that I'm going to be making a new promise to myself, but it's an opportunity for me. I feel to refocus on where I know I can do better. It kind of feels like a clean slate. I'm, to be honest, almost like I'm baptized every New Year's Eve at midnight. I'm super into a fresh start. And I just, I love that feeling of, yeah, refocusing. And it's like God made the, planet in such a way like you can you don't have to wait for new year's right it can be like you get a fresh week you get a fresh day like there's all these cycles it's like god saying here you go try again
1: you You know
0: you don't have to wait for january 1st to Mm
1: -hmm. set
2: goals and such so yeah
0: true one of my goals um i've decided is going to be to make a great effort to pray about wisdom and guidance before I get myself into a situation mm. you know, to it. And I think maybe I'll, it'll alleviate some trouble if I'm praying a lot of times I get myself into something and then I'm like, God, please help me to get out of this. Yeah. And, you know, right. like, well, you didn't ask me in the beginning. So now you want my <laughs> help. So it's more my, um, trying to be more proactive with my mm-hmm. prayer life.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it. That's that's great. And I used to make resolutions when I was a kid. I, I would love to yeah. see the list of the things I used to make. Um, and um, now I have more of a tendency to try to make some goals, the things that I'd like to, uh, you know, with God's help and with his approval to accomplish in the new year. But um, I, I like the Yoda book that says do or not do. There is no try. And too often, I think we make, I'm going to try to, you know, do this. And, and I think um, for me, I need to say, this is what I'm going to do. And this is how I'm going to do it again, obviously with God's help, uh, that um, this is, these are the steps that I want to make. But we look back on the year before, to help us see um, maybe the things that we didn't do as well as we would like to have done, the things that we did really well uh, the year before that we want to continue, that we want to build on. Uh, I particularly am thinking of older women likewise. This has been a wonderful year of teaching and of encouraging. uh, And there's so many things from the beginning of the year. Don't you think that Cindy, that we have done differently and that we have made real progress in doing Uh, and Mm -hmm. uh, things that we want to look back on. What were those really good things so that we can move forward so we can teach more women and reach more women uh, with uh, God's word and with the gospel uh, and with encouragement uh, as well? I have been thinking when I was looking at thinking of the looking back. Uh, to move forward, and of course, the uh, one of the things that uh, that I've been thinking of was some Bible characters that they're looking back was so that they could move forward. It was a positive uh, thing for them. Uh, did you all think of anybody that you could think of that looked back with a uh, and that his his or her looking back to move forward?
0: I love um, the example of. Samuel setting up an Ebenezer. If you've ever sung the song, uh, what is it? Come thou found of every blessing. It says, here I raise my Ebenezer. And what it was is the Israelites had just um, won a great battle against the Philistines, which it was obvious that God had helped them with. Mm-hmm. And he set up uh, 1 Samuel 7 verse 12 says, Samuel took a large stone and placed it between the towns of Mizpah and Joshanah. He named it Ebenezer, the stone of help for he said upon up to this point, the Lord has helped us. So I love the visual reminder of God was with us. And he put it between two places that people would continually walk. It's like a monument Mm -hmm. to say constantly. God was with us. God was with us. And um, just as a side note, I have a little thing. Okay. I've got another visual aid. Um, that I call my Ebenezer box, okay? And if you look at it, you will not know what any of that means. But it is, each one represents a time in my life that God was with me, that I had prayed for Mm. help, that I had, and I just have a little snippet of things. And I keep that actually on my desk. And it's looking back, you know, at the times that God was with me and it does for sure help me to move forward.
2: Mm. Cool. Very cool. I was inspired by, with this question, to think about Joseph. And, you know, guys can remember how he's so hated and betrayed by his brothers when because of their envy, you know, they throw him into a pit and pull him out only to sell him to the Egyptians and even trick his father into thinking that he had been killed so that his father never goes and looks for him. And yet when providence causes him to totally have the upper hand Joseph uses that opportunity to return love from hate to his brothers and saves their lives by making sure that, you know, they didn't starve in a time when no no food was available, very little food. And so my favorite part is when he says, as for you, you meant it, you meant evil against me. So, I mean, at that point, he calls a spade a spade. Mm -hmm. But God, he says, meant it for good in order to bring about this present result to preserve many people alive. And I just wanted to bring out that example because it serves as such a good example that uh, as we look back on the past year to think about that bigger picture and reframing it with truth and gratitude, you know, and to make kind of a decision of what are you going to remember about about Mm -hmm. that year? Like what went right for you? What disasters did God spare you that you avoided? What prayers did God answer for you? Um, What people did you see, experience their fresh start, either coming into the family of God or returning back after wandering in the darkness? You know, what unexpected blessings came your way? So things like that, too, as we look back on the previous year, I think, um, yeah, Joseph is a wonderful example in Genesis 50.
0: He's a rock star.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love how Moses uh, at the end reviewed his, the the history of Israel as they came to the Jordan and, and and he looked back with them at all that God had done for them uh, and told, you know, just kind of reviewed it, wrote it down for them and then said, now this is, now you need to move forward. You need to go ahead because obviously God is with you. And as you said, uh, done all those things for them, which is, again, an example for us, like Cindy has said, that we can look back at what God has done for us. Uh, I think about uh, Peter, who recounted the uh, conversion of Cornelius He didn't really say the whole thing again, but he brought it in Acts 15. He brought it to remembrance. He said, remember how this happened? Well, then, you know, these Gentiles became Christians. Don't put the yoke of circumcision on them now because God accepted them as they were, uh, as Gentiles. And he looked back at that as an example of how, uh, how God worked for the Gentiles. I think about Paul, too, who looked back at his conversion and he recounted it in defense of him of himself, defending his uh, of the gospel. And then he also referred to it in Galatians in defending his apostleship. So he looked back on that occasion with a view of using it as a tool to move the gospel forward. Uh, and uh, any others that you think of that? Um,
2: Well, just in response to what you just said, Isla, um, a lot of people, there's there's some ways to avoid looking back because a lot of people rewrite the past so they can kind of romanticize it. But Ecclesiastes 7.10 reminds us, do not say why is it that the former days were better than these, for it is not from wisdom that you ask about this. So instead of romanticizing, Mm -hmm. yeah, like you're bringing out, what can we learn about what just happened this past year or even past week or yesterday? Yeah. Using, using what we've gone through.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's really good because the purpose of looking back makes a big difference. Why, why are we doing that? Uh, and, uh, because there were some in the Bible, their looking back had a negative viewpoint. You know, it, it was it was in a negative yeah. way. Uh, do you did y'all think of any that uh, when they looked back? I always think of Lot's wife. That's like the epitome of looking back uh, <laughs> instead of going where she should be going uh, out of the city. Um, any others that you found and thought about of looking back?
0: I was thinking of the parable of the rich fool, um, Luke twelve sixteen through 21. He was looking back at all his wealth and counting himself as the one who made it happen. And he was like, I'm going to tear them all down and build bigger so I can store. And then in verse 20, God said to him, fool, this night your soul is required of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? And so he looked back. And he was saying, I did all this. I'm going to build bigger, me, 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 me. And he wasn't taking the Lord into account. Hmm.
2: I would give it an example and add to that very good example um, about how the Israelites, when God rescues them from being beaten and abused by harsh Egyptian taskmasters until they cry out for him in desperation, And in fact, they live when he draws them out and he leads them in the wilderness. There is a visible presence of God that is with them at that ever present cloud. Um, And so that's very rare and beautiful. But as he tends to their every need, they they do that thing of romanticizing the past by lying to themselves about how good they had it. In this way, I could say that they behave the opposite of their ancestor, Joseph, when he says God meant it for good. In Exodus mm-hmm. 16, 3, they say, would that we have died by the Lord's hand in the land of Egypt when we sat by the pots of meat, when we ate bread to the full, for you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. So right. here, yeah, they're focusing on... I mean, they're lying to themselves so they can romanticize then, Yes, They them.
0: completely forgot the part where the midwives were throwing the babies in the river. Like, right. Okay. You know, we're not talking about yeah. I missed my 10 minute coffee break here, right? Yeah. We're going to have to their babies in the river.
2: Crazy. <laughs> yeah. And
0: Amnesia. That's like a different memory. Right.
1: Yes. Uh, uh, I, you know, I was thinking too of, about Moses. Um, we've been doing a Bible overview class and uh, we got to the part, you know, we're in uh, the Deuteronomy where Moses, uh, and this one was one, it's so interesting how, again, for me that I love the Bible because there are things you can read and you go, oh, I never saw that before. I've read that. How did I miss it? But when Moses in uh, Deuteronomy, let's see, in chapter three, Moses looked back at uh, what, he had done, and the mistake he had made, the, the sin he had uh, done in striking the rock instead of speaking to it. And uh, the scripture says that uh, he begged God to let him cross over to into Jordan. He said, I've led this, basically, I've led this people all this way. Please let me go over, because he knew the beauties of the country, of the, of the land. But God says to him, enough of that. Speak no more to me of this matter. And then he told him, you go up to the top of Pisgah and you look out over it. But then what you need to do is command Joshua, encourage him, strengthen him. For he shall go over before this people and he shall cause them to inherit the land, which you will see. God took Moses' looking back and said, that's enough looking back. You can't change the past. It's already done. You can't change the consequence. It's already made. All you can do now is make a new beginning. Or, you know, now you can start and go on to that. And uh, that's it can be a really negative way of looking back to just, oh, I wish I'd done this differently. Don't we all know people? Oh, if only this had happened. Oh, if only that. But looking back like that does not help us to move forward at all. Uh, can I you, also I like the verse yeah. um, Psalm
0: 103, 12. Um, as far as the East is from the West, so far as we removed our transgressions from us, in that it's gone. Like looking back, it's not, he doesn't, it, God does not even remember this. Mm-hmm. And it just, to me, that is such a beautiful thought. As far as the East is from the West, it's gone.
2: Yeah. I love that as well. Um, And something that also tempers, I think, and goes, um, goes along with what you guys are saying and brings kind of maybe a different element of it in is from revelation two, five that says, remember where you have fallen and repent. So this kind of remember where you have fallen isn't about like, Oh no, I hope God is still, you know, maybe I, I need to repent again. No, I haven't been involved in that or thought wanted to be involved in that forever. No, God has removed that, but Remember where you've fallen in terms of, wow, how beautiful God's grace and mercy, who no longer remembers this, Mm. Uh, you know, and just to build that gratitude. There's an example of Paul recalling, he knew what he had done in the past. So obviously we're going to, we don't have the cup. We don't have a delete button on the side of our head, but we look back in order to love God more because God says, whoever's, um, been forgiven much, loves much. And so that's how we use those memories. So when we look back on how much we've been forgiven.
1: Mm-hmm. That's very good. Allison, did, did you have any other scriptures to? I have to one read? other.
0: Um, Philippians 3, 13 and 14. It says, um, brothers, I do not consider that I've made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. I love that. It's like, okay, I got to let that go and focus on what I'm doing right here. And I know in singing a lot of times, um, what will happen is if you make a mistake, you will be in your head going, Oh, and then you'll make three more mistakes because Mm -hmm. you made one mistake and you have to, let it go and continue and i'll tell you first from a singing standpoint that it's difficult when i played softball it was the same thing if i made yeah. a mistake i would end up letting three more balls get by me because i was in my head going i can't believe you did that you know better blah blah, blah. and then there goes another one. Right. Oh
2: right, right. Yeah. it reminds me of the song we sing um our sin not in part but the hole is nailed to the cross and i bear yeah. it no more right. hallelujah yeah,
1: absolutely. Wonderful verses for us all to look at, to, to, to take to heart and to really keep before us so that uh, we can know when it's, it's good to look back, when looking back will help you move forward. But sometimes looking back just keeps you just wallowing in sin, I think, or in regret. I, I look at Psalm 51. Uh, in this psalm, David reflects on his sin with Bathsheba. And, uh, but he, he starts out, you know, thinking about how he sinned and, and writing about how he sinned, uh, blaming himself and, and so forth. But then instead of just continuing to wallow in that, uh, he asked God to cleanse him, to purge his sin. And, and it goes on through that uh, in the Psalm. If we stay too long looking back at our sin, we're making no progress at all forward. And God wants us to make forward progress. Uh, Even if it's not big leaps and bounds, we should make every what the progress we can make each day with what we have to work with. We can make that sort of forward progress rather than looking back always with with sinful things. How can we know when, and how can we judge when, our looking back is a good thing or when it's a bad thing. What are some practical things that we might uh, share with our viewers about that?
2: Well, I think one thing we have not talked about yet in terms of um, an ineffective way of looking back would be to, I guess what they say, rest on your laurels. A little bit opposite of what we've been talking about in terms of like, I've been so good. I've done so much. I've accomplished. Like, look at this record I have of serving God. Let's not rest on the good things that we've accomplished in the past, but ask Philippians 3.12, pressing on reaching forward to what lies ahead to climb higher and higher mountains to the glory of God. So never sitting back and looking and being proud, I guess, of what we've done in the past that was right. but And that's one way of forgetting what lies behind too, isn't it? Like forgetting, uh, not resting on your laurels, just, you know, not really keeping necessarily a little trophies in your head about like, wow, I can't believe what I've accomplished. I can take it easy now.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Continuing to push yourself to the next level, to the next yeah. level. Right.
1: Exactly. Um, Allison, anything else that you'd like to?
0: Um, Well, one thing is both Judas and Peter betrayed Jesus. Mm
1: -hmm. But
0: their reaction to that, how they moved forward from that guilt is two completely different ways. Judas committed suicide and Peter went on to glorify God. I mean, it's, it's, you know, they both betrayed Jesus by either denying him or giving him mm-hmm. up. And I, I don't think they understood the implications of what they were doing when it happened. But regardless, you, you're in a situation, how do you move forward? And mm-hmm. they both chose two very different options.
1: And that's and that's a really good analogy for us and an example for us. Are we, uh, you know, when we sin and we look back on that sin, how do we react? Um, yeah. A lot of in in a lot of seminars I would go to in education, they say it's not what happens that defines you; it's what you do after whatever happens. Right. That that, how do that you is yourself, what yeah, you. Yeah.
0: That,
1: that shows your character. That shows, in, as a Christian, it shows your godliness. Do you, my mother told me, I'm telling you, she was a remarkable woman. She said, now, Isla, when you make a mistake, and I said, she, I said don't you have confidence in me? She says, just listen, when you make a mistake, just own up to it, apologize for it, and move on. And But if you keep on looking back at every mistake, Um, oh, I did that wrong. I don't want to try that again because I did that wrong. Uh, Then you never move forward. And we do that sometimes, don't we, when we are trying to talk to our friends and neighbors about God. If we misspeak or not, I don't mean not tell the truth, but I mean something we said offends them, upsets them then the next time we're like, I don't want to talk to anybody, I might upset them. That's not a good looking back if it stops us from doing God's will. Yep, good point.
0: Yeah, I like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Anything else that that uh, you all would like to add uh, about um, looking back so that we can move forward?
2: Well, I was thinking about Romans 13, 13, where it says, "No, make no provision for the flesh. Which means, of course, don't make it easy to trip yourself up. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know what? We could kind of also think about the flip side of that. In other words, make provisions for the spirit, you know, find tools that make it easier for you to stay on track so that you can create such good habits that you don't even have to think much about doing them. And so eventually it kind of feels effortless, you know, doing the things that you're supposed to be doing because it's just second nature. And I've often recommended the book Atomic Habits just on a practical level. If you're looking for a good book to read in the new year, Um, or if you're an empty nester, searching for a new meaningful direction to spend the last decades of your life. Mark and I got a lot out of The Second Mountain, which is kind of the theme Mm -hmm. of Using all of the hard things that you've done, and in our case as Christians, you know, to the glory of God, what is that next level of something that you could kind of um, achieve is not the word I'm looking for, but more glory to God. What could you do with all your experiences to make the eternity of another soul exist with God, to share God in a bigger way? All those experiences can be have a, a cumulative effect to where you can now do something with that, that makes a difference in the souls around you. That is profound. So look for that second mountain. Look for that next challenge to the glory of God.
0: Good. Allison. Um, no, I was just going to say, I have some looking forward examples. Oh, good. Um I think it's really important when in the Bible, God gives advice, like when God says, okay, you need to listen and he's going to, you need to like your ears need to perk up. Cause it's not like I can give good advice, but this is coming from God. So in Deuteronomy eight, seven through 20, when we've kind of alluded to this, this is, you know, before the children of Israel going back into the promised land after they messed it up the first time and they're reestablishing the law, God's saying, Okay, let's do this right. And and one of the things it says is take care, lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his rules and his statutes, which I command you today. Lest you have eaten and when you are full and build good houses and live in them. And when your herds and flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied. Don't forget the Lord your God. And it continues on to say. Beware, lest you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the power to get wealth that He may confirm it. And I just think it's so important that whatever you have, He's saying, okay, as you move forward, every time you get a blessing, you have to remember it's God it's not your power, it's not your hand, you did nothing. And sometimes I think wealth. And um, intelligence, there are several different blessings that really make people kind of what you were saying, rest on their laurels and say, you know, I, I got it together. I'm good. You know, I have control over my situation. But, you know, what we learned from the rich fool, you know, it, you don't.
1: Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And uh, we it's such a pleasure. It has been such a joy this year with all of our. Panel discussions that we've had, and uh, as we've said, we're pre-recording this before Thanksgiving. I don't know what comes next week, <laughs> so we're we're still working on it. But if you have some suggestions, some ideas for the new year that you would like to see us talk about, we have some already from readers, viewers. I'm sorry, and um, we are looking forward to hearing from you. So add them in the comments so that uh, we can have some wonderful discussions uh, next year uh, on on older women likewise. Thursday evenings, eight o'clock, we're continuing on uh, with the work that we're doing because we feel so strongly about teaching women about God's word. Tuesday nights, uh, eight o'clock, answering religious error, uh, uh, keeping my head on straight, wonderful lessons that are being brought for all of us and applying God's word. On Wednesdays, question and answer great responses to questions that people have us, you, you know, just whatever kind of religious questions, Bible questions you have, send them to Answering Religious Error because we want to serve you all in terms of the gospel. We want to give God's word to you thank you all so much Cindy and and Allison and and uh, we'll see you in the new year god bless